Gemara and we start from the Mishnah. There were thirteen shofarot. Those were the boxes that they used to put the money that belonged to the Beit Hamikdash. They were called shofarot because they looked like shofarot. They were narrow on top and wide on the bottom. There were 13 tables in the Beit HaMikdash And there were 13 places Where if you walked into the Beit HaMikdash You would have to bow in those places They had a 14th spot that they used to bow Where can I tell you today? Where was the extra spot that the Beit HaMikdash used to bow? They used to bow next to the, the woodshed why? What was so special about the woodshed? Sheken masorit v'yadan v'avotehem Sheshah ma'aron niknaz And the Aaron was uh, 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 taken at the tower or the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed First Beit HaMikdash So they hid the Aaron under the Deir Etzim over there so the green will not take it So there was a tradition that it was over there So they would bow at kabod of the Aaron Ma'aseh b'kwene chad Shayam t'asek v'ra'at ha'ritzvah shehi mishunem ha'avrutea He was working in the Deir Etzim and he saw that the part of the floor was not level in the place where the Dirahitim was. Bab Amana Habiro said what to tell his friend what's going on over here. Lo speak. Before he even got the chance to tell him the discrepancy in the floor, said he died. So they knew, but obviously they didn't want him to reveal it you know, explicitly, and they figured it out that must be that that's a very holy spot over there, and it must remain at Sanua, and therefore uh, they used to bow at that spot as well. They were bent. Narrow on top and wide on the bottom, exactly like a shofar. Now, why would they do that? Because of the crooks. That's the people that put their hand in the sadaqah box and they make like they're taking, or they make like they're giving and they're really taking. You know, they put in a dollar and take a ten back. So, therefore, in order for that uh, not to happen, it's better to make that. So, put a narrow uh, spout so you can't stick your hand in the, uh, you can't stick it in, you can drop, but you can't take out. We have a different sheet of it. It says that the Aaron actually went with them to Babel. It was exiled into Babel. What's the reason? So we have a Pasuk over here. The Pasuk talks about how the Jewish people are going to go to Babel. And it says, Nothing's going to be left back. What's the Dabar? The Dabar is the item that carries the Dibirot. And what's the item that carries the Dibirot? It's the Aron. That he brought all the kelim to Babel, including the treasure. What's the treasure? Hamdat bet Hashem. Ezul keli hamdat bet Hashem. Zehu Aron. Tani de Biuda. Ben Lakish Omer. Ben Komo Ayah Aron Nignas. He says no. The Aron didn't go anywhere. The Aron stayed in its place in the Beit Hamikdash in the Kodesh Kodeshim actually. Hadau Dichtiv. Like it says the pasuk. That's the main part of the Pasuk, although the Yomara doesn't quote it. It says that you had the, uh, uh, the Badim from coming out of the Aron, and they would stick out of the parochet, of the curtain. They wouldn't be seen. You could see them, but they wouldn't be seen. We'll see what that means. But the point is, it says that they're there till today. 
that means Aaron never left the makom of the Kodesh. It was Nignaz in that spot over there. Ketiv, Yirau, Be'at Amar, Velo Yirau. Pasuk says that the Badim were seen, and in the same Pasuk it says, but they weren't seen. Why are going to be seen and not seen? Ela, Nirin, Velo Nirin, Botin, Miyotin, Kishne, Dadei Aisha. And we said that the two Badim, the poles of the bed of the of the of the Aron, they poked uh, the curtain, and therefore they were seen. I Meaning it looks like something sticking out, like the Dadei Aisha, but you don't see them because it's covered by the Aron. Why would they compare it? To this, because the pasuk says that uh, Ben Shaddai Yalin, as the pasuk in Ben Shaddai, like Shaddai Yalin, Yalin, this is where the Shekhinah was. And um, if you look at the words uh, Ben Shaddai, Ben Shaddai is also the same exact letters as Shene Badeh. Ben Shaddai Shene Bades, which is hinting that the Badim. Why is it the Dim Bechlal? Because the Dim gives sustenance to the child, and Torah gives sustenance to the Am Yisrael. We spoke about the Dim and the relationship to the Torah at length. Ketiv, okay, we're a banana. We're a banana. We didn't cheat us. So what Gita says, I don't want to Babel. What Gita says, I don't want to the Kodesh Kodashim. We're a banana. That's our Mishnah. But the Shkad did I see my Aaron Ganuz? It was actually in the Mishnah, in the office of the the woodshed. Maase bechorein echad balmum. Shaya omed mefaset. He was a Kohen Baal so he couldn't really work in the Beit HaMikdash. So they gave him the job of peeling the, uh, of the wood. So the floor wasn't level with the other part of the floor. Come look at the floor, it's not the same. Again, similar story that we had in the Mishnah, that before he got to finish the story, they passed away and they realized that this was a holy place. Actually, he started to level it. He took out his hammer and he started to bang the floor down. The fire came out and burnt it. Some say it burnt the hammer, some say it actually burnt him. There were two Arons that used to travel with the Jewish people in the Midbar. What was the simple that Moshe Rabbeinu actually wrote? And in that Aron was also the Shkedu Chotabiri. Also, it was the broken pieces. Of the Lachotters to travel with them as well. Nitunim, Betokhozesh, I tatuan the one that had Moshe Rabbeinu Sefer Torah in it, Hayamunach, Beoin Moreb, that they placed in Oin Wedadu de Kriba Aron, Berita Shem Umoshe, Domashu Mekereva Machane, Zesh, Yushevel Lachotter to and the one that had the Shevel Lachotter Sermon, Ayanichnaz, Beyose, and Mahem. They used to go out and travel with them when they were traveling in the Midbaru Pamim, Shemitrae, and sometimes that one used to even come out when they went to war. So therefore the Aron, the regular Aron with the Shavri and Luchot, that was more exposed. The Shavri and Luchot exposed and it went to war with them. Was the one of Moshe Rabbeinu who stayed in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Mishkan. But Abraham Amre, no, Aron Echadaya. There was actually one Aron that was always Munach in the Kodesh Kodashim. Upamachat, Yatsa once it went out to war, that means really the Arons don't go out to war with them. Only one time the Aron went out to war with Eli and the Pilishtim uh, took it into captivity. This is a proof to Rabbanan that only the Aron uh, uh, went out once with the Pilishtim. Like it says the Pasuk, which means the Pilishtim, when they uh, saw the Aron, all the bad luck that they got from stealing the Aron, they reacted, they said, 
they were they were afraid. They never saw such a thing. If it was a common thing, they wouldn't have been such afraid. Milad lahamon min yomeon. It was something they never saw during their days. That means it was an uncommon thing that they took the Arun after the fight toward the Pilishtim. Until that point, the Arun would stay in the Kodesh Kodashi for the reaction of the Pilishtim in the war. So you see that it was something that was new to them. Kanyam siyal rabi yudah ben Nakish. We have a pasuk that proves the Yudah ben Nakish that says what? That the Arun actually did go out to war when they used to go to fight. What's the proof? When Shaul Amalek went to fight the war Pilishtim. Vayom Shaul Hayam Hagi. He tells them, go bring the Aaron Elohim. How can he tell them to go bring the Aaron? The Aaron was in a different place. So the fact that Shaul was in the war, and he told them, bring us the Aaron, must be the Aaron was local. Must be they brought the Aaron to the war with them. My what are the rabbis going to do with that pasuk? The smash that they actually took the Aaron out to the war. So he says, Gisha When he said the Aaron, he didn't mean the Aaron of the Luchot or the Aaron of the Sefer Torah. Bring me the Aaron that has the seats in it. They used to put the seats of the Kohen Gadol in a box uh, uh, as well. So therefore, bring me that box over there, which means uh, the clothes of the Kohen Gadol. We have another pasuk to prove that Lakish that he actually took the Aaron out to war, as it says in the, in the war that David and Melech went to fight against Bnei Ammon. Aaron v'Yisrael v'Yehuda Yoshevim b'Sukkot. That Aaron and the Bnei Yisrael were traveling were in Sukkot. Sukkot is never place. What do you mean the Aaron was in Sukkot? The Aaron b'Sionaya. The Aaron was in Yerushalayim. Ah, oh, must be what that they took the Aaron from Yerushalayim and they brought it out to the war. How is the rabbi going to learn this pasuk? By Avdin and Rabbanan. Sechach shu kikirush Adam of Nebet Abichira. The Sinter Bet Abichas wasn't built yet. So they called the area that the Aaron was in Sukkah because it was like a hut, but it really wasn't Yerushalayim. It was not in uh, in, uh, in, in in the war area. So therefore, here yeah, the Mahlukit stands. Mishigin Nigdaz Aaron Nigdaz Emor Zinzene Tamban. When the Aaron was put into Genizah, with it was also placed the uh, the canister that used to hold the man. They used to put a, a canister of man in the Kodesh also. That was uh, the Zikaron, or the Zikaron, and God made miracles for us in the Midbar. That was placed in the in the Kodesh. So when they Gonez, all the different holy vessels, that was also went to Genizah. was the special oil that was used for anointing the kings, the Kohanim, the Kedebet HaMikdash. And the famous stick of Aaron, the one that flourished into the budding and the almonds. When the Palestine returned the Aaron back to Am Yisrael, they returned it back with a box. And the box had gold, it was a gift. So that box also was kept in the Kodesh, and they put that into Genizah as well. Who was the one that was responsible for putting all these things into Genizah? Yoshiyahu Genazo. Since he saw the Pasuk that says in the Barim, Yonech Hashem Motecha. Bet Malpicha Hashem Takim Alecha El Goy. Hashem Lo Yadata. Ataba Motecha. That clearly he saw that the Jewish people are going to be sent into an exile that they never knew before. So he was worried that what? The Goyim are going to take all these items. Therefore he went to hide them. Ahmad Genazo. He hid them before the Goyim would be able to find them and take them. Hadu Dekhtiv. Bayomed Alviyim Amemuni Amevinim. 
לכל ישראל, הקדושים להשם, תנו את ארון הקודש בבית אשר בנה שלמה בן דוד. בארץ ישראל אין לכם מסע בכתף. Go take all the ארון, do not carry it, put it in a, in a place over there. So what do you mean put it in a place? It was there already. What do you talking about? Put it in the Bet HaMikdash that Shalom HaMelech built. You have to tell them to put it there. It was there already. What do you mean? Tenu et Aron HaKodesh Babayit. What he meant to say is to put it there meaning hide it there. So it was exposed at that time but he knew the Galut was coming. So he told the Levim go place it in a hiding spot. Amar Lahem Im Golehu Amachem Lebabel If this thing gets out of our possession and goes to Babel if Aron goes to Babel En Atem Mahazrim Oto It'll never come back. Therefore, Israel, go serve God with the other Aaron. We can't have that in the place anymore because we don't want to. We don't want to lose it. Now it's going to tell us how they used to make the oil, the special oil, the the the, 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 the oil, the balsam uh, balsam oil that they used to use to uh, anoint the kohanim and the kings and the kedemikdash. So it's giving you the names of the besamim. It says you take besamim rosh moderor hamish meot kinemon besem mahasito. חמישים ומאתיים, שתו פיפטי רעת, וכנה בושם חמישים ומאתיים, וכנה בושם תו פיפטי, זה עצור תגדר בטאוזן, ודנסס וקידה חמש מאות, זה עצור תגדר פיפטין הונדרד, שם אלף וחמש מאות מנים, זה פיפטין הונדרד ספייסס, עצור תגדר פארטס אינדי שמן המשפחה, שמן זית אין, שנהם עשר דוג, ונתק אויל. Which is basically what it is. They have to take this oil that has no smell, and they're going to take the fragrant, and they're going to put it in the oil, and the oil is going to get a smell. So it's not exactly how they got the fragrant from the spices into the oil. Shabo shalkin et aikarim Very simple. They boiled. They boiled the uh, herbs in the oil, and they boil it together so the fragrant catches into the oil. They have shemina mishpat. But the Buddha says nothing to do like that. Omer shulkan He says first they would take the herbs and soak the herbs in water. Why? So they fill up with water because you don't want to put them in the oil because if you put them in the oil it's going to absorb all the oil. So therefore you want to fill up the pores of the spices first with water so you don't waste the oil. And after they fill it up with water then they pour the oil on top of them. They're already saturated. And once the oil now catches the smell from the spices, so then they pour the oil over the roots of the spices over there in order to, uh, to get a smell. So they would put everything, the roots and the spices themselves in water. They became saturated and they pour the oil over it in order for it to catch the smell. Now, Kodesh, Rokach Merkachat. Rokach Merkachat means like the perfumeries do. Exactly the same system, the way they make uh, perfume, that's the way they made the Shemin HaMishra. Meaning they, they soak it with water first, and then they put the oil on top. Tani Nebi Uda, Be'erabi, Elai. Shemin HaMishra, Sashem, Moshem HaMidbar, Ma'asei Nesim, Bo, Ma'asei Nesim, Na'asei Bo, Mitchila, Ma'atsof. This was a miraculous situation, this Shemin HaMishra, from beginning to the end. There's only 12 log, which is a small amount of uh, oil. Shemen Zaid Heen. Heen is 12 log. Just to pour over the herbs, the spices, it was not enough. Once you pour it over the spice already, it's going to get absorbed and you're going to lose uh, a, 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 a lot of it. And then, plus it's on the fire. 
So the fire also uh, uh, absorbs and 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 um, evaporates. Vayetzim. Not only that, but you're pouring it on the roots. The roots have wood. The wood also has absorption. Bolaim. Vayyorei bolat. The pot that you're doing it in also uh, swallows. Umemenu nimshehu amishkan v'kol kelav v'shulchan v'kol kelav v'menorah v'kol kelav. And with this oil that already should have been evaporated in the in, in the preparation of it. That was around to to, 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 to to anoint the Mishkan, the the the, the Kelim, the Shoran, the Menorah, Umemenu, Nimshihu, Aaron, Kohen Gadol Banav, Aaron, all his children. Call Shivati Mamilim every single day of the seven days of the Mamilim. They need to be anointed. Umemenu Nimshihu, Kohen Gadolim, Umemenachim. For the rest of the generations, every king, every Kohen was anointed with it. Miracle of miracles. Twelve he that was able to last for uh, all the generations that never ran out of it. Melech Betepila Taon Mishra. Now even rules. If a person is now the first time becoming king, he didn't inherit the kingship from his father, so then he needs Meshichah in order to make him a king. Melech ben Melech, but if he's inheriting the kingdom from his father, and ta'on Meshichah. My ta'amah, what's the proof? Where's your proof? From David Melech. What does the pasuk say? Kum Meshachehu Kizehu Go anoint David. This is Kizeh. Because this is the one that needs to be anointed. Because David was the first of the dynasty. But his son is not going to need Mishirah. For the simple reason is because he inherited it from his father. But that's not the rule of Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, even Ben Kohen Gadol, needs a Mishirah. Kayam Nahtidabo, miracle of miracles, that this oil is still gonna be around Nahtidabo. Hadahu Dikhtiv Shem and Mishhat Kulji Zeli Dorotikhem. It's gonna be around for the future generations. And Mushbina Minachim El Al Gaber Hamayan. Where do they make the Mishikha for the kings? Only by the water. The water's running, the stream. It's Benachat, it's good siman, it's manamta. So you want to show that their their kingdom should should flow, it should be endless, like a flowing spring. Shun Emar, Bir Kaptem, it should omobini al. David Amelik says, Take my son, Shalom, put him on the mule. Take him to the Gihon. Anointed over there. I know we just said that we don't anoint Melik, but Melik, the Gibbana will say, Why do they anoint Shalomon? He inherited his kingdom from his father. But since it was contested, so whenever the kingdom is contested, so then you already have to make a Mishrat to show that this is the king. Unless there is a Mahnoket, that somebody's challenging it. So then you even do a Melech ben Melech. Here's the question. Why do they make Meshachat Shalomu? Because Adoniyahu's brother wanted to become the king. Yoash, Yoash was the son of Ahaziyahu. Again, from the kings of Yehuda. So why do they have to know? He's a part of the dynasty. Atalyahu was his grandmother. And she wanted to take over the kingdom, the queenship herself. So therefore, they had to anoint him. Yehoahaz, Yehoahaz was the son of Yoshiyah Melech Yehuda. He also got anointed. What did he get anointed for? He's the king, son of the king. Because his brother Yoyakim, he was older, and if it was Raui for him to be the king, so that anoint him, his older brother Yehu. Yehu bin Nimshi was also anointed as the uh, king. Mepnei Yoram. Now we don't understand why uh, uh, Yehu Yehu has to be uh, uh, anointed. He's not from the Malchi Yehuda. Yehu is from uh, Malchi Israel. They say because of uh, Yoram. 
but, but the, all these kings are, are, are separate kings. They're not inheriting the kingship from uh, from one another. It's not a dynasty. So we'll have to see exactly what the stories one had to anoint Yehu, Melech Israel, so as opposed to uh, the other king that was uh, Yoram that came to, to, to take his kingship. Lo chen ketiv. Someone else says, wait, what did they say by David Melech? Kum mishachehu kizehu. He said, go anoint him to David. Because this one needs Mashiach. Ze ta'un Mashiach. Ve'en Malchai Yisrael. Ta'unin Mashiach. Oh, Malchai Yisrael don't even need Mashiach at all. So forget about it. So you, you just told me that what? Yehu. Yehu just got anointed. What did you get anointed Bechlal for? Oh, because there was a controversy with Pahot uh, Yoram. Doesn't matter. You don't anoint Malchai Yisrael. You only anoint Malchai Yehuda. They learn from the Pasuk of Zeh. So when I says, Ela, change the bright color. Yeho Ahaz, which was Malchai Yehuda, Mepene Yoyakim Achim, Shaya Gadol Memenu Shete Shanim. Oh, so it says that they had to anoint Yeho Ahaz. Now hold it. How did they anoint Yeho Ahaz if Yoshia, the father of Yehoah, has already put the oil away in Genizah. There was no oil around at that time. Didn't Yoshia, the father, put the oil in Genizah? So how was there any oil around to make an anointment on his son? Fair question. fake oil, unofficial oil. So just like they anointed Yehoah with the unofficial parsimon oil, so we can say the same thing by uh, Yehu. That uh, when it says they anointed him, it wasn't an official uh, oil. It wasn't a parsimon oil. It was ceremonial. Parsimon. Yeah, that's 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 how Ah, you, what did they do with the cloud? They didn't do it. It was a ceremony, ceremonial. And Moshina Melachin Ela Melakaren. What do they do? They pour the oil on it from a keren. Keren is a strong, uh, like a horn, which is solid. Shaul the Yehunim Shaul Menapach. However, Shaul, his oil came from a klicheres, a pach. And therefore, I tam malchutan malchut over it. And therefore, just like a pot, when you drop it, what happens? Breaks. So, therefore, the malchut was temporary. David ustomonim shehomen a keren. You drop a keren, doesn't break. It's solemn. Therefore, I tam malchutan malchut kayemet. Therefore, the malchut lasted. That's why we say varem keren mishicho. Keren mishicho. The mashiach is mishach be keren, which is its last level. And moshim kohanim melachim. You cannot anoint a Kohen to become a king. For the simple reason that we know the rule. Amar Biuda Antundarya Al Shem no Yasur Shevet Miuda. The kings must come from Yehuda. Where do the Kohanim come from? Levi. And therefore they're not allowed to take the uh, like to take the kingship. So therefore Emoshan Kwanim. Only the Hayakim was with and in Yochaz was with the balsam oil. The rest of them had the regular oil? Yeah, before Yoshia. That was, oh, that was, that was, that's the question. That's the question. Yoshia was a good exit, so I had to have it for a son. I don't know, but I said before that the miracle was it was only 12 log and it lasted. There's another pursuit that shows you that only kings from Yehuda. It says, so you see that the Kohanim cannot have Malchut. And that was the whole story of the Hashwanaim, because they took the uh, kingdom, 
at the time of the story of Hanukkah, although they were Kohanim, but they uh, assumed the kingdom, and uh, therefore the Gemara says in Kedushin, anybody that says that they're from the Bet Hashmonai cannot be telling the truth because that family was totally wiped out. The Rabban says because they went against the words of the old Zaken. Who's the Zaken? Yaakov Abinu that said, Lo Yasu Shevet Mihuda. Even though they were Shem Shemaim, even though they were that, but they had to suffer. Amar Bihanan. Who Yohanan? Who Yohaz? Okay, just giving you a trivia now. The son of Yoshiyah, which is called Yohaz, you see the Pesukim, it says, Uvne Yoshiyah and Bechor Yohanan. That Yohanan is Yehoahaz, he had another name. So Yehoahaz and Yohanan are the same person. It says he was the Bechor, but he cannot be the Bechor. Because we just said that Yehoiakim was older than him. And that's the reason why they had to anoint Yehoahaz. Because of the older brother that he had. And here it says a Bechor, Yohanan. When I say, what does it mean Bechor? Bechor al-Malchut. Not Bechor in age. It's the Bechor meaning the one that's deserving to be the king first. Amar Yohanan. Who's Shalom? Who's Sidkiyah? Sidkiyah Melech Yehuda. The last of the kings of Yehuda was Sidkiyah. They called him Shalom. Back it says in the Pasuk, Hashilishi Sidkiyah Veharbiyai Shalom. When it's listing the children of Yoshiyahu, it says the third one was Sitkiyahu. The fourth one was Shalom. That's why they're two different people. So are you telling me that Shalom and Sitkiyahu are the same person? Shilishi Litoladot. Yeah, he was the third of the, of the children. However, it would be Malchut. But out of the children of Yoshiyahu, he was the fourth, or, or I should say, out of the descendants of Yoshiyahu, he was the fourth to get the kingdom. How? Because he had, uh, uh, had uh, Yehoahaz. And then Yeho, Yehoiakim, and then you had the son of Yehoiakim, which was Yehoiakim, and then you had uh, Tzitkiah. So that he was fourth in the third in biology and fourth in the in kingship. Tzitkiah, why did they call him Tzitkiah? Shesidek ala midat adin. You know the story that uh, Nebuchadnezzar, well, the king of Babel actually went and he uh, killed all his children and he blinded Tzidkiyah, Melech Yehuda. So they called him Tzidkiyah, he said, whatever Hashem does, he accepted. Shalom, why do they call him Shalom? Because he was the last of the Malchut Betabi. finished. Shalom, that was one of his names. Ela Matanya. His name was Matanya. Hadau Dikhtim, like it says the Pazuk, Vayamlech, Melech Babel, et Matanya, Dodo Tachtam. Dodo, he was the uncle of Yoyachim. Vayasimet Shemo, Sitkiyah. And he put his name, Sitkiyah. He changed his name to Sitkiyah. His name was not Sitkiyah. His original name was Matanya, Amar Yohanan. Now we discuss the measurements of the Bed and Megdash or of the Aron. Amar Bi Yohanan Be Amar Shel Shisha Tepahimaya Aron Asui. The Aron was made up using the measurement called an Amar. And the Amar that the Torah talks about is made up of six Tepahim. Man Tana Be Amar Shel Shisha Tepahim Le Bimiri. The Tan Bimir Omerko La Amor. All the Amot were the Benonit Shiur, which is six Tafahim. The Buddha Omer Amot Abinyan Shisha. 
No, that's the construction of the building was shishat tefachim amot. However, shenkelim hamisha, but the vessels were from a amah that was made up of five tefachim. Al dated Rabbi Meir. Okay, now we're going to go through measurements. Ready? According to Rabbi Meir, the amah was six tefachim. The one says do amah, because he says the amah shel shishat tefachim ayaron asui. So therefore the length of the Aron, which the Torah says was two and a half Amod. So how much is two and a half Amod? Six plus six plus three. Because each Amah is six. So two and a half would be fifteen. Hamisha Asar Tifahim. Dictim Amataim Bahetsi Orko. Ameta Ashita. One Amma is six. Ameta Ashita. The next Amma is six. Upalgut Ameta Tilata. And half an Amma is three. So then we have fifteen. Now, what was placed in the Aron? The Luchot. Darbaa Luchot Ayubo. Yet four Luchot in the Aron. Like we say, Arba Luchot Abrit. Two of them were complete, and the two broken ones. And you place them in the Aron. We learned on Shabbat. Even the Luchot had to be Vav. Because that's the whole tikkun of the Vav. So you see the, the Luchot themselves, the Shi'ur was. Vav, that's part of the end of the list of vavs that are connected to the Torah. Haluchot ayu kolachan vechad orko shishat tefachim verochbo shilosham. It was six by three. Ten rochban shiluchot leorkan shil aron. Place the width of the aron of the luchot, which is three, to the length of the aron. So you basically have three. Three, 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 in an area of fifteen. So therefore, you have twelve, and I have three tefarim to play with. So what do you do with the extra tefarim? Nishta yer sham sheloshat tefarim. The three tefarim left over. Ten mehem hanzite bar lechol kotel. Where each kotel had a thickness, the, the walls. So therefore, that's, that eats up a tefar itself. Every tefar on, on, on both sides. So now you got two tefarim left. What is that? For nishta yer shne tefarim the sefer Torah. That's where they stay. They 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 tuck the sefer Torah that was. Should have been wrote exactly in that two tefachim space that they had. Now the length of the aron, sorry, the width of the aron was nine tefachim. How do you know? Because it was one and a half. Ameta ashita. Again, you tell me that the amma is six. Upalgut ameta tlata. And half the amma is three. The arba'a luchot ayusham. Get same thing. The arba'a luchot were there. Shnaim shlemim ushtaim shivurim dechtiv asher shibarta besamtam ba'aron. Haluchot ayu korechad bechad orkan shishat tefachim. We said that there were six long. Verochban shloshat tefachim. So now we're going to talk about the length of the uh, of the luchot. Uh, Ten orkan shiluchot berochban shilaron. Take the length of the luchot to the length of the to the width of the aron. So that's six to nine. The aron is uh, uh, the the luchot are six long, and the aron is nine. So when you place uh, them, you're only going to have what? You're going to have three left. So it's an ishtayir sham shiloshat tefarim. So therefore, what do you do? Hatzitev amikan lekorteze, hatzitev amikan lekorteze. 
Again, you have half a tefah on the walls. So now you just have two tefahim left. Utfahim, l'shilut makom, shesevet Torah munah. So you can get the sevet Torah. You need to have a little space to get your hands in there in order to grab the sevet Torah. You need some uh, some leverage to carry the Torah. So that will give you some room. But otherwise, it would be tough. You wouldn't be able to move it. Rabbi Shalom and Akish Amar. Ve'amabat chamishat tefahim ayaron asur. Now we give the whole chesbon we just gave. With a different measurement. Now we're going to quote the measurement of five. That the amah that they used in the Mishkan was five to Fahim. Man Tana Who's the opinion that says that the amah was five to Fahim? The Biyuda, the Tnin and Taman. The Biyuda Amir, Amata Binyan Chichat Fahim. The amah that they used in the construction of the building was six to Fahim. The Shayla Kirim Hamisha. Ba'ahin Aron Klihu. And Aron is a Kerry. And therefore the Kerry they used. And I'm out of five to Fahim. Al Dantid Rabbi Yehuda, quote the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Do Amar. The Amar Shail Hamishat Fahim Aya or coach in Aron Asui. So therefore, how long is the Aron? Shneem Asar Tefa Omer. It's going to be twelve and a half. Why twelve and a half? Do the math. Because it's two and a half long. And each Amar is five. So therefore, each Amar is five. Two Amot is ten. And then half, half of five would be two and a half. So it's called the length of the of the of the Aron would be twelve and a half tefachim. Tiktiv amatayim b'chetzi orko ameta chamsha. One amah is five. Ve'ameta chamsha upalgut ameta tere upleg. And half of the amah is two and a half. Take the width of the Luchot and put them to the length of the Aron. So therefore it's putting three times four, because there's four Luchot, so that's twelve. You're putting twelve in a space that's exactly twelve and a half. So all you left over is with you with a half of that's it. Exactly. Perfect foot. Snug. You have half, half a head for this wall, half a head for that wall, and the 12, exactly. They fit exactly to the length of the Aron. Now we go to the other way. There was seven and a half tefahim to the width of the Aron. Why? Because one and a half. So one is five and a half is two and a half. That's seven and a half. Dikhtiv amma ba'ayetzi rohbo. Ammeta hamsha. Upanvut ammeta tereupleg. Amma is five and a half and amma is two and a half. Ve'arba luchot ayubo shnaim shilimim ushnaim shiburim dikhtiv. Asher shibata besabtam ba'aron. So you had the four luchot in the aron. Ve'aluchot ayakon yachad ve'arad orkan shishat tefahim ve'ruchban. Shiloshat tefahim. And the width of the luchot were three tefahim. Ten orkan ve'ruchban. Place the length of the arrow of the luchot, which is six, to the length or to the width of the arrow, which is nine, which is according to this seven and a half. Why? Because you're putting something that was six in a width of seven and a half. So you have an extra one and a half to fahim of the arrow of empty space. They have the width of the wall, which is an etzba and an so that's another half a tefah. So now you have one tefah left. Half a tefah on the end, just to be able to, to move the stuff around. You have to have you get your hands in there just to, to move them around. So that's the shilut. So you have a, 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 
movability, you have flexibility to move around. Can't start on How did Bitzalel make the Aron? That's a good question. Everybody's interested to know how he did it. Rabbi Hanina Amar Shalosh Tebot Asao. He made three boxes. Shitayim Shazahav. Two of the boxes were made out of, or they were gold. And then one were one was made out of Etz. Now, how did they uh, put the boxes? Which, which which box went into which box? So Natan Shazahav Bishinaitz. You had the Etz. So they put the Zahav one in the Etz. So now the Etz, the inner part of the Etz, became now gold plated. Because you put the gold box into the etz. So that makes the inside of the etz box gold. Now you take the wood box and you put it into a gold box. So now the outside of the wood box becomes gold plated as well. So basically they plated a, uh, a, a wood box by putting a gold box inside of it. Why does it become plated? Because that becomes the wall. The wall of the wood box is now gold. And the wall of the outside of the wood box is gold. So what the electroplated? I didn't mean electroplated. I thought it was electroplated. If I have a cup over here, so now I stick this cup inside, so the walls now become the outer walls of the of the walls that I stick inside. So therefore, this is gold. So now this becomes the plating, so to speak, of the of this over here. And similarly over here, where this is, I want it to be gold because it's wood. So I take this wood and I put it in a gold over here. So now this maybe you so we say plated. So comes again what Ann says. Why do they do that? Because Torah says you have to do that. Bitsipita or tozaftahor. You have to cover it with gold from the inside and then to the outside. And then it says, also at the end of the Bazut Tsapenu, the Havi Sefato Ayona. Oh, so that means also you have to do the the top. You have to cover it also with gold, because when you put it inside, it's not going to cover the top. So they have a tetzapenu, an extra sipu. You have to make sure that the lip of the of the top of the aroma, which is made out of wood, also had a covering. That was one box. One box, and they just played it on the inside and the outside. So long they made the aroma, three boxes or one box. So what's the, what's the extra tetzapenu? Which means in between the the uh, the woods, because then there was like little gaps over there, so they had to fill in the gaps also with uh, with gold as well. Okay, that's a good question. People are interested to know how were the luchot written? so now go, 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 change all of your Ten Commandments, because we don't like the rabbis. The rabbis say ten and ten. That means that they wrote them twice, on the, each one of the Luchot. Hadu dikhtim, b'yagid lachim et b'nito, at shishmah etchim, l'asot aseret ad-debarim. Aseret ad-debarim. Asara al-u'azim, asara al-u'azim. Or it says, v'yikhtimim ashten Luchot. That they wrote aseret ad-debarim, ashten Luchot. That means ten and ten. The b'yishimam in Yechai Omer, isrim al-u'azim. You have here 20 commandments? <laughs> so therefore, what does that mean? 20 and 20. Which means they wrote it twice. On both sides. 
the back. The